This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 137. And the quote of the day is from Paulo Coelho, who said, It's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Rafini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. And this session is brought to you by DW Drums. And as you know, I've been playing DW for years, not only because they make great drums, but also because they support and foster drumming initiatives, much like this podcast all over the country. And this podcast is 100% free, thanks to the good folks at DW. Be sure to thank them and check them out at dwdrums.com. Support is also brought to you by Evans Drumheads and the Level 360. And drummers everywhere are talking about the Level 360 technological revolution in drumheads that allows for precise and fast tuning every time. Level 360 ensures balanced contact with the bearing edge every time for incredible tuning range. Be sure to check them out today at EvansDrumheads.com. So I got a question for you. Are you feeling stuck right now with your career and you're trying to figure out which way to go? You don't know how to navigate the waters of getting touring, getting session work, getting endorsements, connecting with people at a higher level than where you're at now, getting in touch with music directors, things like that. Well, if so, let me know because I do a lot of one-on-one coaching with people and help them navigate the waters of figuring all this stuff out so you don't have to go at it alone. And what we do, we come up with a systematic approach of achieving the things that you want to achieve, whether it be more touring work, more session work, or you know maybe making a, a, a career out of, of your music or making an online business through your music and, and things like that. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, go over to drummersresource.com forward slash career. And there's two different paths that we can take. We can do a one-on-one sort of like individual calls, or we can do this monthly uh, four-month intensive that I do. So all the information is at drummersresource.com forward slash career. And we can set up a call. We can talk and see if we're the right fit for each other. And I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to help you get to where you're trying to go. So drummersresource.com forward slash career if you want to work with me one-on-one. Now, the interview that I have today is George Coleus, and this interview is really interesting because he is probably one of the first like heavy metal, death metal, blast beat guys that I've had on the podcast. And admittedly, I don't have a ton of knowledge when it comes to to this style of music. And I know that a lot of the audience does, and a lot of, a lot of the audience, we, a lot of you guys want to learn more about this stuff. So I figured... Who else to get but the best? So, you know, why not get George on here to talk? And this interview is really, really interesting because we not only do we talk about, you know, technique and style and, and approaches and things like that, but George also serves up a ton of knowledge about career, career advice, having a day gig, not having a day gig, doing what works best for you, and and sort of tells his story of how his his career progressed, which I think is really, really cool. So I think you're going to get a ton of information out of it. And I did. This was a really great interview. And he's all the way in Athens, Greece. So it's really cool that, that we could connect to do this interview. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And without further ado, Mr. George Coleus. George, what's happening, man? Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much uh, for the invitation. Uh, everything is cool here and uh, ready for some drum talk. I love <laughs> that we can be all the way across the world from each other and sit here on a on a Saturday and just chat drums, man. This is great. Yeah, technology rules. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's uh, it's a little bit of a hassle, but <laughs> uh, I have one of these moments right now actually because I uh, recently upgraded to uh, OS X ten point eleven. Mm-hmm. For uh, you know, for uh, Apple computers and right. uh, my Cubase doesn't work, so I can't make some music right uh, now. That's the worst. Yeah, when the new updates come out, it's always like, ah, do I want to do it? Do I want it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, it's okay. I'll fix it. Yeah, hopefully the Cubase will come out with a with the yep. update for it. So, so as the listeners know, I always like to get the backstory of my guests. So, so I know that there's a ton of people who've been asking me to get you on the show and there's a ton of listeners who already know who you are, know about you, know everything about you. And there's some people who don't. So let's talk a little bit just about who you are and and what you do and where you come from. 
Um, I was born in Greece. I still live in Greece, actually. And uh, I play for the US band uh, Nile, which is an extreme metal, extreme death metal band. Um, I was always into uh, metal, extreme metal, you know, like uh, thrash and death metal. Uh, I started playing uh, around uh, the age of 12, and now I'm 38 almost. Uh, what else? Uh, growing up was uh, pretty difficult here to, uh, you know, to, to uh, find some bands and, you know, like do something serious, you know. So mm -hmm. I ended up uh, many years later, you know, to play for a, a youth band and uh, make my uh, dream come true, you know. What was the scene like in Greece, the music scene there? The scene is great, and we have a lot of uh, talented musicians. We have great bands. We have some great albums. Like, you know, everything's great. The only problem is, like, uh, if you want to tour and, you know, living in Greece and you want to go out, you know, touring, there's a lot of cost, you know, involved. For example, you got to fly to Europe and, you know, you know, a lo lot of, um, lots of uh, extra charges, you know, from airlines and stuff. It's not as easy as, you know, for example, if you... If you live in Germany, that you take your van and in three hours you're in Belgium or, you know, Holland, you know? Right. So I think this is what actually is holding uh, most of the Greek bands, uh, you know, away from, you know, become like huge. Although we have like huge bands like uh, Rotting Christ and Celtic Flesh, you know, bands like uh, they tour the States and uh, Europe, you know, as headliners all the time. So that's pretty much the problem. You know, other than that, you know, the, the scene is very healthy. It was always very healthy. Some great bands and some super talented musicians, you know, like guitar players and drummers, which hopefully, you know, they, they, they're going to find like a, either a serious gig to get out and, you know, like uh, everybody will get to know them, you know, or maybe find another band, you know, mm -hmm. outside the streets. So uh, that's it pretty much. Yeah, I guess I, I never, I guess there's not a huge scene around there like going up into bulgaria and and you know albania and serbia and things like that do a lot of do a lot of bands not tour up through there no it's um greece is very uh how can i say um there are many bands that they would love to play here and you know many bands that they, they come often to play so there's a lot of uh, metalheads here mm -hmm. and it's pretty easy to come as a band and you know like uh, do a show and everything uh, the problem is some northern countries, like, um, for example, like uh, Bul Bulgaria, Rom Romania, you know, that uh, some bands have difficulties, you know, to cross the borders, you know. So sure. the only solution is pretty much is like uh, come through Italy with, um, with a ferry, uh, which costs a lot. And there's uh, days off, like travel days involved. So, you know, the, the cost is going like crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this is the reason we, you know, we do get shows, but not as often as, you know, of course, Germany and all these, uh, central European countries, you know? Sure. Sure. That makes total sense. Yeah. So I, w I want to talk a little bit about, about growing up and, and you started playing. I know that you were self-taught coming up and I always like to get the, the journey of, of sort of how you started bridging the gap, because this podcast is all about helping people and educating people on how they can really take where they're at now and move it to the next level, move it to the next level, move it to the next level. So what was your path? Because I mean, from, from you saying, okay, I'm in, I'm in this country that there's not a ton of touring around here and things like that to, to the point where, where you've gotten now. Granted, that is a that's a huge uh, delta that that you covered. But just walk us down the path a little bit about you coming up and how you sort of started getting getting to the next level and getting to the next level. <laughs> uh, one of the first years were really uh, difficult and very funny because there, there were no drummer friends. You know, I mean, I had not even you know like friends who played drums and you know like share tips. Mm -hmm. uh, my first, uh, when I first started playing, uh, I went to a school and there was a guitar player teaching me drums. <laughs> Just so you that, get sounds, that sounds about right. That sounds like it is over here too. <laughs> well, the, there was, there was no like drummer, you know, teachers, you know, like educators. And, um, um, thankfully I had this amazing guitar player. Uh, his name is, uh, Vasilis Baksevanakis and, um, He's an amazing guitar player and uh, very well known here. And he had a school and he at least got me in, into the, you know, like drum reading um, area, you know, like uh, started, you know, learning what's eight notes or 16 notes and, you know, do some drum reading stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was very thankful for this and um, this is where everything started. But 
mostly I was working with uh, my my ears, you know. Um, sure. You know, I learned how to play by ear, pretty much everything. For the first ten years, you know, there was there was no help, there was no drummer friends, you know, no sharing tips, and of course, I never watched any drummer playing, you know, do what I what I wanted to do. So that made everything like super hard. For example, um, you know, I play blast beats with one foot, right? Me personally, yeah, not very well. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> but yes, I do. Yes, you know that uh, people who know me actually they know me because I'm a, I'm a one foot blaster. Right. Right. And that was an accident because I never saw somebody, you know, blasting with two feet. Oh, really? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was listening to bands like Dimo Borgia, you know, that's actually later on, but, you know, like Malevolent Creation, you know, all these great bands. And, right, right. You know, the, the drummers were flying. I was like, man, what the fuck? You know, this is like, this is super fast. I can't, I can't do that. So I was pushing and pushing and pushing. And then I uh, developed this uh, <laughs> single foot blasting. Uh, so... That's that's what I mean, you know. I mean, even even that was an accident, you know, because I, I didn't know the the other way, the easier way to go, you know, with two feet. Mm-hmm. So um, it was pretty it was pretty rough, man. I remember some shows and uh, some local shows in, in my uh, old older city, you know, the city I was born. The name is Corinthos, uh-huh. and we would take the bus and you know get another kick drum in the bus to go like ten minutes away and do a show or something. Pretty tough, pretty right. tough. But, uh, <laughs> Then I got, um, I had this uh, chance to do some drum lessons with, uh, for me, the best Greek drummer here. Uh, his name is Yanis Stavropoulos. He's my teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, that was uh, when, you know, he actually opened my mind a little bit more, you know, different types of drumming. And, you know, because he's a jazz he's, drummer, right? He's, um, he's a jazz drummer, but he's a rock listener, you know, and he loves death metal too. Like, he's very open-minded. That's, that's the cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Berkeley, you know. He's got a a great background, and and most of everything, he's an amazing teacher. He can he can pass you stuff like uh, nobody else. And you know, I I studied with uh, many people. I took some private lessons with many people. Uh, nobody can touch you know this guy. So that's it, pretty much. You know, like the first ten years were really really tough. Um, learning everything by ear. Uh, I was very dedicated on the the style of music I, I you know I still like to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I enjoy playing everything today. But uh, extreme metal needs a lot of dedication. You know, you need to focus for many many years. Right. Uh, which thankfully I, I did, and um, right now I'm you know I, I enjoy what I do. I, so was it always? It was always just death metal. That was the, what, what gravitated you toward it. Um, it, it was uh, it was extreme metal, like thrash metal in the beginning, and then I mean, the the super fast drummers they started popping out popping up at uh, like two thousand two or something. I mean, the first one was uh, Derek Roddy. He recorded some some killer albums, and you know Derek was the guy to you know get it to the next level. You know, mm-hmm. so that was later on, and you know, um, a big inspiration for me as well. You know, him and uh, many other drummers. So that was uh, the era, you know, like around 2000 when I moved to Athens and um, I started jamming with many bands here, like well-known bands. Uh, one of these bands were uh, the legendary Nightfall, which is a huge Greek band. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, I, I remember we played in Vakin with Nightfall. We had some great shows, you know, outside Greece as well. Um, and uh, I remember, you know, doing like shows with many bands here because I was doing a lot of session work, you know, live and studio session, session work. All right. Um, I was getting more attention and more, you know, so that's where actually all the hard work of the first 10 years started to paying off, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, then Niall saw me, they saw some videos and that's it. That's the beginning of the end, right? <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. You know, I, I really enjoy, uh, you know, every moment, you know, we, we spend, I'm in the band for more than 11 years now, so... You know, it's it's a long time. And, sure, uh, I'm very proud for the stuff we did. Um, you know, it's 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 great. Uh, I got my endorsements, and you know, I can I'm able to do uh, my drum clinics and you know, like all this uh, drum related stuff, which I always wanted to do. So yeah, I'm I'm very happy now. Good, good to hear. So I gotta ask because the the audience would kill me if I didn't. So what what was your what was or maybe if you used still use the same uh, practice technique and how you develop that speed, because this is what, this is what happens or this is what the tendency is. The people will go on YouTube. They'll see you play 
And then they say, okay, I want to try to do this. And then they sit down with the kit and they try to go. And and it's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, you gotta, you gotta go to 40 beats a minute or 50 beats a minute and slowly, you know, work this stuff up. So what was your practice routine and what is your advice for anyone who, who wants to develop the speed that you have? Um, my, uh, my approach to speed was very wrong. Not, not actually wrong. It was a, it was a, a bad timing. For example, when I wanted to play fast, I wanted to play fast as Igor Cavalera of Sabotura, right? And uh, Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Right. Uh, these guys, which is, you know, two of my favorite drummers ever, uh, they were going up to 210 BPM because there were no faster drummers back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in 96 or something, Pete Sandoval from Orbit Angel was, you know, he raised the bar like big time. So he went up to 230 or 235. So I was following, you know, I, w- I was trying, I was practicing with these guys and, you know, go up there. And like I said before, you know, Derek was the first guy to break the 250 barrier, you know, like really, really push it on the mm-hmm. next level. And uh, that's what I started pushing. Uh, by pushing, I mean, listening to what Derek does and I try to copy, you know, okay, Derek plays one foot blast, bone blast, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I got to learn like a few, uh, his band back then, Hate Eternal songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I did, and you know that's that's a progress. So mainly, my progress was uh, my 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 speed progress was uh, coming from playing the songs. Okay, that was it. Sure. So I was like, okay, Hate Eternal, that's super fast. I want to learn this song. That's a big challenge right there. You know, it's you're not able to play the song. You need a lot of, you know, like to really get into the song and you know like a physical condition, you know, and everything. And uh, it takes some time, but, you know, of course, you will reach your goal and then you, you set another goal. So that was the main thing. Um, uh, technique-wise now, uh, I, started, I started actually uh, checking uh, what I'm doing and analyze what I'm doing when I started teaching. So I was able to play 250 BPM, for example, but, I, you know, I had no idea how I do it. So then I started breaking down stuff and, you know, I had students which I had to explain and then, you know, the DVDs came out and then, you know, my books and all this stuff. So I think that's where I started, you know, like saying like, oh, yeah, okay, that's why I do this and that's why I do this. But the first was, you know, the first years were all, all like, you know, just I want to play the song and I'm mm-hmm. pushing the maximum I have, you know? Sure. And music always helps because, you know, if you really like the music, if you really want to do something, you know, it gives you a lot of, uh, you know, extra energy. You know, so it's a lot more entertaining to practice that stuff with music than just sitting there for three hours, you know, exactly working on a pattern. Exactly. But what I took and I tried to discover by myself the first 14 years, I can give it to your student in three months now. So really, (laughs) it's true, man. It's true. Yeah, I swear. I mean, all this hard work could be like a. Could come like so much sooner, you know. If I had somebody to be like, "Hey, man, here's here's what you do. Can you feel this? Okay, yeah. The right side. This is you know where you lead. Focus on the right side, and you know this is the motion and everything. And you know you can go there in three months, five months, you know, max. Really? So in a way, so I'm very you took happy. the really really long way around it. Well, not not only me. It's uh, it, it was a different uh, timing, you know. Like uh, Derek Roddy, same thing. You know, uh, Derek's a good friend of mine. You know, we talk very often. He had the same, and all these drummers had the same. Uh, now, you know, like, everything is uh, evolved, like, so much, and there's so much uh, education out there, you know, like, so many tips. So you can get it sooner, but not from YouTube, you know, not from, you know, like, trying to copy stuff. Of course, you will learn some stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I always vote for lessons, you know. I always vote, you know, like, just find somebody to have him explain to you, you know, what he does, you know. Or at least, if you go on YouTube, you know, check out some serious lessons, you know. Yeah, not just like the guy down the street that's like, oh, here's how you play at 240 or whatever, you know. Uh, some of these guys, you know, are killer drummers. But uh, if you don't have enough experience, you know, you can pass something, you know, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like uh, mess up your drumming instead of fixing something. Yeah, So um, I agree. Yeah, go to the professional ones. I mean, yeah, of course you have to pay. I mean, what's wrong with that, you know? Well, I mean, if, I, and if you take it seriously, you, well, why wouldn't you invest in yourself and why wouldn't you pay for lessons? You know, I think a lot of times now, I mean, I, you know, I run a, a, a website and we're launching a, a membership and all that stuff. And some people are just like, oh, no, I think it should all be free. Yeah. And, well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> 
Yes, everybody wants everything for free. You know, they download DVDs, they never supported the drummers, you know, they never supported the companies like uh, Hudson Music, for example. You know, they, they made so many DVDs for all these drummers, like so many books. So they're just ripping the DVDs, you know, they're ripping the books, they, you know, everything. And when they learn stuff with, with no, you know, no teachers, they never paid teachers, you know, they got all, everything for free. Mm -hmm. And then they start teaching drums and nobody is paying them. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like... You know, you're tasting your own, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the expression, but you know. You, it's you poetic justice almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, the, or they become you know they become a well known guy, and then they're like, oh, I'm gonna put out a DVD and or something like that that it doesn't sell, you know, and then they're like, well, maybe I well, should. Yeah, yeah. Take and, it and bands as well, you know, nobody pays for music, and you know, then they they make a band and you know, they they record their first CD and they're so happy and they expect sales, and of course they sell like twenty copies, you know, to their friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, the, you know, you gotta support to the teachers. You gotta support the system, man. You gotta support. The, the the companies like uh, DVD companies and music companies, you know, like all these labels, you, you got to support the system. Otherwise, you know, nothing will work. And, you know, of course, you will get nothing when you're ready. Right. And, you know, I heard a quote the other day that I thought was interesting and said, we're 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 drowning. What, what did they say? We're we're drowning in in information, but we're lacking in wisdom. So there's all this information out there, but there's no, you know, there's a, there's not a lot of, of teaching going on because you have all this information on YouTube that you can find for free. But I would say a large portion of it is not either. It's either not correct. It's not teaching you the right way. It's not good information. And it sort of starts to, you know, go turn everything in the wrong direction where a lot of people are learning the wrong things. They're learning how to play blast beats incorrectly. They're learning how to play shuffles incorrectly. They're learning how to swing incorrectly. I don't know what the long-term effects of that are. Uh, you're hundred percent right. You know, I mean, and I'm a positive guy, so I don't, I don't want to paint like this doom and gloom picture by yeah. any means. Yeah. 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 I, I, I see that happening too. I mean, you know, back in the days where, where Niall actually f saw my first clip was actually a live show with my uh, my uh, extreme metal band here. The name was uh, Sickening Horror. Mm -hmm. uh, they saw, uh, you know, like a, a full show with a drum cam, you know, of me playing, uh, you know, like a full set. So they knew I was able to play Niall stuff. And, you know, they, they called me and, you know, they got me in the band. Um, it was really hard because we had to upload it on a server and pay like a lot of money in order, you know, to, for some people to see what I do. Uh, and that was actually uh, a, a tip from Derek Roddick. He was like, dude, you know, you're a killer drummer, blah, blah, blah. You know, you got to, you know, make a video and upload it. You know, people will have to see you, you know. Mm -hmm. So I did. And, you know, finally, the Nile gig came, you know, which was pretty good. But uh, it was really tough to do it back then, even with cameras. Now you have a GoPro, you know, it's a tiny thing, very cheap, and it's so easy to make a video. But the competition back then, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot smaller because there were no... There, there, there was not too too much information, you know, mm -hmm. on YouTube, for example. So not so many people knew what's going on, and you know, and you know, push it to the next level, and uh, you know. So yeah, I was I had a lot of bad luck, but some good luck too. Sure, sure, sure. So what what would you, how would you do things now if you were if you were just coming up, or if you were you know if you weren't who you are now? Um, I I get this question a lot, you know, from. Uh, on my drum clinics and my drum camps and everybody's like, uh, how do you promote yourself? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and actually they, they say I'm a good salesman, which is, which is totally, you know, it's not true. <laughs> uh, the thing I do is, um, I have a lot of passion about drums. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm crazy, like hundred percent crazy. So I like to talk drums. I like to play drums. I like to make things around drumming books, you know, and all this stuff. I like to educate people. And of course, you know, I mean, I make some money too, you know, I have no complaints, but that's not, you know, the, the first thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. The first thing is the passion, you know, that you know, I want to do more things around drumming. Right. But it's so, important that you also make money too. You have, you have bills course. to pay and you have to, you have to live, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, from these metal guys that you, you hear all the time, like I play for metal. I don't play for metal. I play also to feed my family, you know? Sure. So, you know, if, if there was no money at all, I will quit any bands and I will be, I'll, I will have a daily job or, you know, whatever. And then, of course, I will be playing more drums. I mean, mm -hmm. nothing will stop my passion about drums. But, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a professional, you've got to make a living as well, of course. Exactly. Um, 
you know, for me, it's like you, you really have to love what you do. You know, you, I mean, uh, I, I see many students, you know, they come, you know, to me for lessons and stuff. They, they have the fire, you know, but the fire lasts for like six months or like two years. So you really got to have the fire. You, you really have to, to be in love with this instrument, you know. That's one thing. And the second thing is like, just, you know, don't wait for uh, Santa Claus. I mean, just, just play, just go out there and play. I mean, there is no perfect timing that, you know, you're ready. You will never be ready. You know, we, we keep learning every day. So get a band together, go out there, enjoy, you know, playing live. And, you know, then your name is going to grow. If you kick ass, of course, you know, you got to be right. serious. All you have to do in, in the music business, in my opinion, is uh, just like, be a good musician, a good drummer, for example, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, go out there and play. That's it. And then, of course, you got to learn some business stuff, some business tricks, but just, a f you know, a few tiny things. So just to make sure that, you know, you get what you, uh, what you deserve. That's all. It's difficult because I wonder, and I always like to ask this question of where is, where does the, the passion stop? When... When is the passion not enough? I should say because you know at some point if you're you can be the most passionate drummer in the world and but if you're not making a, a career out of it at some point you have to make the decision. Okay, I gotta I gotta get a job because I have a family, I have kids, I have bills to pay or or whatever the case may be, and and there's I th I think that there's a couple there's two types of people one that are like you know what I don't mind being a starving artist for the rest of my life as long as I get to play drums all the time and then there's the other side of the coin where people are like I love playing drums but playing drums wouldn't be enough for me I would need you know I need some sort of of lifestyle to you know and at least make make decent money where I can live the life that that I want to live and and I think that sometimes people get you know, people get a little uh, upset with people when they're like, well, I need to, I need to make more money. It's just, just the, the nature of the beast, you know? That sounds like a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I mean, I got a kid. Uh, I, I got a wife and a kid. I mean, I do. So if, if I go out there and have fun and, you know, have free beer every day and, you know, like play music, which I really enjoy and come back with no money, no, man. You know, I mean, of course I will quit tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, even if I quit and I get, a, you know, uh, a job in a, in a bank or, you know, like uh, anywhere, I will still play drums. I mean, there is, there is no difference. Right. I, I, can, I can even tour. So I can have like a stable job here to make a lot of money, a lot of money, uh, some decent money. Mm -hmm. that I can Consistent afford. money. Right. Yeah, yeah. That I can afford like 20 days off. Per year and go out there and tour and then just just have fun right but not worry about if i get paid or not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean i did that you know like before i joined nile i did that. i had i always had a job and i had many bands and i really enjoyed playing uh sometimes i was doing okay some other times i was struggling a little bit you know with money but you know not starving so i was able to play and practice and you know go go out there and do so shows and everything but uh, when I joined Nile, it wasn't the fact that we were making so much money. Uh, it was the fact that I had to be on the road like more often. So then I had to quit all the other jobs, you know? Right. And uh, right now as a musician in a band, a well-known band, you know, I mean, Nile is doing okay. But on the other side, you know, I have all this drum-related stuff, like, you know, like teaching and uh, lessons, uh, online lessons uh, pretty much everywhere and uh, books and DVDs and clinics. So you have a little bit uh, more decent income. That's all. Yeah. And I think now, especially more than ever with the internet, you can have, you know, I have coaching clients that are all over the world. So like I meet with guys that are in Australia and, you know, and so now you can have, you can teach lessons online. You can do all of this other thing. And now you have a global market rather than you don't have to go to the United States to, to sell your DVDs. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to go to the United States to do your clinics because they can be broadcast over the air and, um, but the reason why I asked that question, because I always want to know, you know, like I, I interviewed Nate Morton, who plays on a show over here, The Voice. I don't know if you're familiar with the show, um, but I asked him, I said, you know, people well, people were asking him, how long would you be a starving artist? And he was like, as long as it takes. And he was, you know, from the mindset of like, hey, man, no plan B doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to do this and I'll figure out a way. 
that I'm going to make this into a career. And, and, uh, and I, I would like to get your opinion on this, whether you agree or not, that sometimes people look at it like, oh man, if I'm not like, if, if I got to work a day job, then like, what's the point of, of drumming anymore? Like, what's the point of playing? And it's like, Hey man, you can, you can work a day gig and, and, you know, and play and tour and do all of that stuff too. Yeah. Um, for, for me, it all depends. I mean, you know, when I was 25 and I joined Nile, you know, uh, 26, you know, whatever, um, I could do that. You know, I was young and, you know, I could, you know, go out there and, you know, spend like two, three years, you know, make nothing and, you know, and enjoy playing with a professional band, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, not, not anymore, man. I mean, you know, I, I have to, you know, I have to take care of my kid, you know, and uh, it's, it's not, it's, I think it's just, I'm, I'm just getting uh, more mature. That's all. Sure. So, yeah, I know there are many people who are like, uh, I don't care. I want to play. I just want to play music, you know, but uh, then you're pretty much by yourself. You know, your, your kid doesn't deserve this, right? Mm-hmm. So, no, I think, I think it has to do with uh, the situation you are. If you have no wife and, you know, you, you don't rent a, an apartment or, you know, if you don't want to have a car or something, <laughs> like basic stuff, you know? Sure, sure. So I, I don't want to say anything bad for people who, you know, think this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's an opinion. This way when I was really young, but uh, no way right now. Yeah, I, mean, I think when I was, you know, 19, 20, 21, I was like, yeah, I can live in a tiny one bedroom apartment and not have a car and, and be a starving artist, you know, but I'm like, now I don't want to do that at 35. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about I know that that we had mentioned, you know, different products and things like that. And you have two DVDs. I, I, I want to talk about them a little bit and, and just sort of get inside of them and because you have two different ones. So I, what's the difference between the two? What was the, what was the inspiration behind them? And uh, so tell us all about that. Yeah. Um, the first one was in uh, 2008 and the second one was in 2012. Uh, the name is uh, intense metal drumming for the first one and intense metal drumming two for the second one. Um, the reason they have the same name and it's because they, they have the, the same concept too. So it's, uh, around extreme drumming, but uh, there's a lot of different information in there, you know, about uh, different styles and uh, some basic techniques, for example, or for example, like uh, some rudiments, you know, like get it, get it all around the set, you know, like some, some basic stuff and some more, you know, like uh, uh, progressive stuff. But um, I think they have pretty much the same, the same concept, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I did the first DVD in first place was uh, because you know, I just wanted to to share what I do, you know, to educate people. That was all. And uh, to be honest, I had no idea it, it will turn out, you know, like such a uh, success, I would say, you know, because I, um, the, the first plan was to release a video CD, like something, uh, like a one hour and a half or something, you know, put it on a CD and, you know, sell it, uh, you know, like uh, very cheap and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the material I had was like four hours, 30 minutes, you know, wow. so I was like, okay, we go for a double DVD, blah, blah, blah. And um, I, I tried to sell some copies by myself, but, you know, the orders were like, man, there were so many orders. I got I got drawn in orders, you know. <laughs> Which, Which is a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah of course. It made me very happy, you know. And um, everybody supported this DVD so much. I'm, I'm so thankful to all the fans, you know. Like, it, they really supported this product, you know. And uh, it turned, turned out, you know, turned out to be like a... Uh, not a classic one, but, you know, something like very important, you know. And then, of course, I, uh, I gave it to somebody, a professional label. Uh, uh, it's Music Sales from, from Europe, which uh, they're partners with Hatsi Music. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it grew more and more. And uh, then I came, uh, I came out with the second DVD, which was way better in, uh, I mean, the material, mm, I, will, I, I prefer both DVDs. Like I'm, like, I'm very happy with both DVDs. I'm like, the first one is... Uh, really to the point. The second one has everything I would I would take as a next step, you know, from uh, from the first one. Uh, but uh, you know, the the quality of the second one was out of control. Like it's a beautiful digipack, you know. It's uh, uh, I had nine cameras, like uh, all HD, you know. Uh, great mixing of the drum set with twenty four microphones. So and you know, at the same time, the first one was with three super cheap cameras, you know, from. Uh, I remember two were from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, 
very cheap, you know, mixer. Um, it, it actually came out to be mono, too, you know, by by accident. Oh, really? So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things I, w- I, w- I would change on the first DVD, but not the material, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you if you if you see it, you know, I mean, you can get everything. It just doesn't look as fancy as the second one. That's all. Right. Uh, um, that's it. I mean, I'm I'm really proud for both DVDs and. Uh, I want to, you know, for now, I want to stop with uh, the educational DVDs. And uh, I have something in the plan maybe for next year. Uh, I want to do, I want to do something different. I want to, I want to give people some, uh, for the next DVD, I want to give them some, uh, something to watch and enjoy. Nice. Because, for example. So what are you my, thinking? Um, what or do you my, not want to like, release it yet? No, I haven't even, you know, like. Uh, no, I mean, do you not want to talk about it yet? <laughs> No, 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 I, I'm okay, you know, I mean, I just want to do something like uh, Marco Miniman's, you know, extreme drumming. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, he doesn't talk about, you know, what he does so much. And he plays a lot. So, you know, he will play a lot and then <clears throat> he will do interviews and stuff in between and uh, talk about music. Like, it's like, a, it's a lot of jamming and some interviews. And right. I think, I think I watched this DVD for like, like one million times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's not educational stuff, you know, educational stuff with exercises, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you know, you know, the exercise, it, it starts to get a, a little bit boring, you know. Mm-hmm. So then you will watch parts of the DVDs that, you know, you, the, the, the drummer performs, right? Right. So I want to do a DVD like two, three, four hours long. I don't know how long, you know, but to only has a performance, you know. Have you seen the, the Benny Greb, um, the art and science of groove? No, uh, no. I, bought, I bought the first one. Um, the language of drumming. Yeah, yeah, from uh, from Hatsum Music, uh-huh. and uh, actually, I bought it. Uh, I think I had the first copy when it when it came to Greece, or one of the five first copies, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't checked the new one. I know he sells it. Uh, he sells it uh, through his website. Yeah, but uh, um, I'm gonna buy it for sure, man. I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna buy it. You know, Benny Grab is like one of my favorite drummers. You know, this guy's crazy. Well, the reason why I ask is he, that DVD, um, I had, I recently got married and I had that DVD. So I watched it like four times on the honeymoon. It was a long flight. So I watched it like twice on the way over and twice on the way home. And, but it's a great, it's the same, same concept in terms of he's playing and he's talking about conceptual ideas. It's crazy. It's the first, he said it's the first DVD that ever came out that didn't have any written or it didn't it really didn't have any written exercises or anything like that it was all conceptual uh but it was it was really cool the way he did it where he had performances in there he had you know he was playing with bands he was he was showing you know different ways of playing ahead of the beat and behind the beat and stuff like that it's a really interesting concept and that sort of sounds like the stuff that you're talking about um in terms of not just being like a okay step one play this play this play this kind of thing it's not, so i think that's interesting yeah well back in the days though i mean you know the we wanted dvds like that you know i mean Dale Weckl had this uh his DVDs with, you know, like breaking down exercises and, you know, get information from the man himself. You know, that was really important. Uh, I just think, I just feel actually that nowadays there are so many drummers who did that. So I would, I would enjoy to have uh, something different, you know. Right. Kind of like a CD digipack with, you know, like two discs in there, you know, like DVDs and, you know, just watch the drummer playing. That's all. Maybe switch cameras if possible, like something like, or maybe like a live show, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, man, and of I, course interviews. In, I think interviews are gold. Yeah, I think it's gold. I would love to see to watch like interviews of all my favorite drummers, you know, for hours. Right, and see, well, you, like, you can listen to over 140 interviews at thedrummersresource.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but I'm talking mostly about uh, uh, old school drummers like no, no, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Igor Cavalera. You know, these guys. You know, it's it's really it's really difficult to find interviews from these guys. Sure. Uh, that they were more into the band thing instead of uh, the drum thing. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would love to, you know, to get into it and, you know, like uh, listen to or, you know, watch what they were doing and, you know, what they practiced and their influences, you know, stuff like that. Absolutely. Well, when you're getting ready to come out with that or come out with that DVD, definitely uh, keep me in the loop and let me know, man. I'll bring you back on and we can talk about it because I'm interested to, to see That's what cool. you end up doing. That's awesome, man. So do you teach, do you teach via Skype or do you teach privately or something like that? Or if, if, if people want to get in touch with you? 
I teach um, the professional program at the Modern Music School, which is a German school mm-hmm. with uh, actually many schools in Germany and uh, in Greece and also in the States, on the West Coast mostly. Um, and I also teach on the lab music education, which is uh, my main school here in Athens. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, though, the last couple of years, because like, I was crazy busy, like crazy busy uh, with uh, doing my solo album, doing the new Nile album, uh, lots of touring. Um, I recently had a kid as well, you know, so my... Congratulations. My, thank you. Thanks so much. Um, my free time um, is, is very limited, you know, here at, uh, at home. So I, I haven't uh, get into the uh, private lessons in the schools mm-hmm. so much. Um, I will hopefully next year. Um, I also do drum camps. Uh, I try to do it, you know, all over the world. I did one in the States, uh, in LA for uh, three days, and I did uh, three in Australia, uh, many in Europe, you know. I mean, I really enjoy drum camps because uh, I think it's, it's the future of, uh, you know, drum schools. Mm-hmm. You know, you're with a student for like three days or sometimes five days, depends on the camp, or even one day, which, you know, I have some single day camps only because they're very cheap, you know. Right. So everybody can afford it and spend like eight hours of lessons with you. That's one thing, but it's it's never like eight hours. You know, it's some coffee in between. You know, like we have some some meal and you know we still talk drums and music. You know, it's uh, before we start a lot of time. You know, and of course after we finish all the school, it's a full day. We're talking about like twelve hours and more sometimes. You know, we will go out and you know have some beers and still talk drums. Right. So I really enjoy this. You know, like a. Uh, getting together with students mm-hmm. and uh, the last thing which I do for the past six and a half years I think it's uh, my premium lessons which is actually kind of like my DVD you know you go on my website and you subscribe for like 60 euros for a year which is like like each lesson is like five not even five bucks you know wow yeah so it, it's very cheap uh, very affordable you know for everybody I think and uh, every first of the month you know there is a new video of 15 minutes long, sometimes 25 minutes, it depends, you know? And it's me with a headset on my drum set, a perfect mix, super professional, like uh, uh, image and uh, sound and everything, uh, a PDF with transcriptions, you know? Right. So I do all this stuff, yeah. So what is the what is the best way for people to, to reach out and connect with you? Right now, it's uh, my drum camps and uh, the, my premium lessons. Okay. The premium lessons on the website, they're very cheap, uh, it's, it's not live. I mean, you know, the, the Skype thing, it, it, it never has the quality that you have with a perfect Cubase mix, you know, blah, 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 of 24 channels of drums, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really, it, it really shows like, uh, like my, my second DVD, like it's really, really professional made, you know? And um, the PDF, like everything is more organized, plus it's, it's more direct. I mean, if you go with the student on Skype, hey man, you know, how are you doing, blah, 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 you know, you, you lose like 15 minutes for a, just, you know, talking. Right. Sometimes, you know, either it will cut off and, you know, like, I can't hear you, you know, so it's it's very annoying. Mm-hmm. So I prefer this way. And, uh, and like I said, I also enjoy very much, you know, my drum camps because I think uh, you, you get together with the teacher and any questions you have, I mean, you, you can see everything like firsthand. Plus, you know, we, we get a great time in the camps, man. It's, it's awesome. Where can they find all the information about this on your site? Oh, website, yeah, Facebook okay. as well. Yeah. Okay. On my website, you know, for the premium lessons, uh, everything is in there. My website is uh, com. very easy. Um, I got two sections, the free lessons and the premium lessons. The premium lessons, it tells you, oh, you got to pay 60 bucks, blah, 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 and you get, you know, this and that, you know. And uh, the free lessons are some uh, random stuff, which I just, you know, put up there, you know, to educate people. So if you want to, you know, get some exercises and teach your students, you know, you can just go and grab them for free. So what I'll do is I'll link up to all of this stuff and the listeners can check it out at drummersresource.com forward slash session one, three, seven. It'll have all your information on there so they can connect to you. Awesome. Thank you. Sure. And I got to ask you, if you had one piece of advice that you could give to drummers who are coming up and, and want to make a career out of this, what would you, what would your piece of advice be? Kick some ass. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is, this is the only, the only uh, truth actually. I mean, if you're not the, you know, a kick-ass drummer, you will never find a band, a great band. You will never fight, uh, find students. You will never do clinics. Nobody will, will care for you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
that's it. You know, just do it as much as you can. If you like it as much as, you know, I mean, as much as I do, for example, and just do it as much as possible and uh, try to become the best, you know, that's it. Right. I think Set some goals. Okay. I want to be like uh, blah, blah, blah. This drummer, copy his playing, you know, like copy his technique and, you know, then mix it with yours and then copy another drummer and, you know, just become the best. I think that's, that's, this is where everything starts. Everything. Right. So I well now that I got I got one follow up question. What's your what's your goal setting technique? Do you have do you have a specific way that you do you set and achieve goals, or do you just sort of keep them in the back of your mind and work towards them? Um, yeah, kind of like um, in the in the back of my mind. For example, like I said, you know, the next step is a, a DVD, mm-hmm. right? So I, I keep thinking about you know what I want to do, and sometimes some ideas, some great ideas will pop up, you know, and uh, I'll, I'm going to go. And, you know, I keep some notes. Okay, I want to do this, I want to do that, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, the, yeah, the DVDs uh, is uh, the next thing I want to do. And uh, my next my next solo album as well. Uh, I don't know if you know my, my, my first album, mm-hmm. my solo album, which is a, it's a fun project, you know? It's, it's not a band. And uh, I write all the music, I write all the lyrics, and I sing in the band, I play drums, and I play all the instruments, actually, you know, guitars and everything. Really? So it's like a, yeah, yeah, it's like a one-man thing. You know? I did not see that. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going really well. I mean, you know, the, it's, uh, the first album came, in, came out May 28th, if I remember correctly. And the label is very happy. You know, it's sold good enough so far. You know, great support from all the fans. So, yeah, I was, that was a fun thing, uh, a really fun thing I, I did uh, uh, last year and it came out uh, this year. Kind of like a, a dream coming through, you know, I, I wanted to do like a full album and do like everything by myself. I w- I've wanted to do that too. The only problem is I don't play any other instruments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't expect to listen to like, uh, to, you know, to listen to some uh, guitar shredding, you know, I mean, I'm, right. a, I'm a really good guitar, uh, rhythm guitarist. Uh, I gotta, gotta tell you that. I mean, I could play for like ninety uh, percent of uh, metal bands out there. You know, as a rhythm guitar. Okay. Uh, my bass playing is like a generic guitar uh, guitar bass. You know, like a guitarist who plays bass. Sure. Um, my drumming is, you know, what it is, and uh, vocals. I used to do vocals back in the days, but uh, I didn't sing for like fifteen years, so that was a a good thing to get back again. Mm-hmm some keyboards and samples and percussion and it, it was beautiful man i had so much fun with this uh, project so much fun man i'm jealous i want to be able to do that <laughs> uh my, my next album is on the way i wrote three songs already you got to keep me up to date man so any anytime any of this stuff is coming out please uh please reach out and let me know man because i will i will share it with with the audience sure. because i know that they were extremely interested in the stuff that you're doing as am i and and i get a lot of requests to i have had a lot of requests to have you on the show so i know that people want to hear from you so anytime you have anything going on please do not hesitate to reach out i will i will but uh, you know the 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 band thing you know my uh, my solo project is called it's called actually george Corris, you know has my name so it's, it's not even a band you know i don't i don't plan to do to make it a band um it's uh, it's extreme metal it's, it's kind of like a it's not a drum thing you know it's it's 100 percent a metal album you know extreme metal album so right i don't know you know how many <laughs> you know you, you gotta be a death metal fan you know to to like this but uh I, I, I think it was a really, you know, good album and uh, very honest as well. You know, I mean, I, um, the first plan was to give it for free to the fans, to share it with the fans. Mm-hmm. And when I upload the first teaser, and I was so, I was so late. I was so late. I was like over a year late because, you know, we were touring a lot with uh, Niall and I had some other session work to do. So that was kind of like my hobby and it, it got late a little bit. So finally, we finished, uh, we were mixing it and I uploaded like a, um, a first like unmixed version, just a teaser, you know? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, man, I want a CD, blah, blah, blah. I want a, a, a vinyl, I want t-shirts, I want, you know, all this uh, type of merch. Uh, sorry, sorry, man. That's okay. And um, then, then I decided to talk to a label and give it to, to a label. So, but you know, the, the problem was I already committed with the fans to give them for free. <laughs> so ah. I, I was like, guys, you know, this is the album. I, I would love to, you know, be a part of Seasonal Mist, which I really enjoy 
uh, being in this label, actually. I really like the guys there. Um, but, you know, I, I promised the fans, you know, to give it free as well. So there is a free version also on my website. Not including oh, okay. bonus tracks, but uh, it's, it's there. Nice. Well, I like the fact that you that you kept your word and said, hey, I'm going to give it away for free. You could have been like, you know what? I'm going to charge money for it because there, here's an opportunity for me to make some money. So I, yeah. I applaud you for, for keeping your word. At the end of the day, I lost a lot of money. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, man, if you, if you say, you know, if you promise something to the fans, you know, there is no way you get it back. No way. Right. Well, I applaud you for that because some... I don't know if everyone would do that. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, George, man, thank you. Thank you for taking all this time to chat with me, man. It was it was great. I'm glad that I finally got you on the show. Like yeah. I said, I've been I've been trying to for a while and we've been trying to link up for a while. So, I really yeah, was, I really appreciate it. And uh It was a crazy couple of years, man. I'm telling you, I had I was so like terrible busy and um some great things happened. So I'm sorry if I push it back a little bit, but uh, it was definitely one of the most fun interviews. No need to apologize, man. And I, I appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate you being on the show. And I know that the listeners appreciate you being here as well. So thank you for that. Thank thank you for taking awesome. some time out of your day because you are so busy. Congratulations on everything that you have going on, man. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, man. All Thanks. right. Thank you, yeah, brother. We'll definitely talk very soon. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. George Collius and for all the information and links for everything that we talked about head over to drummersresource.com forward slash session one three seven again if you are looking for a career advice and looking for someone to work with to help you navigate the waters of getting endorsements getting gigs getting touring work connecting with music directors and all of that stuff head over to drummersresource.com forward slash career and there's two ways that we can work together and all the information is there and we can set up a call we can talk see if we're, we're right for each other see if i can help you and see if you if you, if you want to work with me so drummersresource.com forward slash career is where you can check all of that stuff out and again, if you're digging the podcast, do me a favor, leave a rating or a review on iTunes. It'll take you one minute to do. And that helps more people learn about the podcast, gets more eyes and ears on the podcast. And I would really, really appreciate it. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.